Wayno and Yaddy make history, and the Cardinals get the win against one of the best pitchers in baseball. We dive more in-depth into the greatness that is the Wayno and Yaddy combination. We've got injury updates on Steven Madsen, Dylan Carlson, and a preview of the upcoming series against the Reds. All on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinal fans. It's J.D. Haffron. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, lifetime Cardinals fan, and I am your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Another historic night at Bush Stadium as the Cardinals hosted the Brewers with Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina making history as they took the field as battery mates for the 325th time in their careers together, setting the all-time major league record. And as I mentioned yesterday, due to free agency injuries and that pitchers and catchers normally just can't play this long anymore, not to mention this long together, you will likely never see this record broken again. Heck, even Sniff being approached by anyone ever moving forward. Just to put it in perspective, among current pitcher-catcher combinations, the most starts behind Wainwright and Molina is 105 by the Cubs' Kyle Hendricks and Wilson Contreras. That's crazy. That's crazy. 105. An incredible accomplishment, obviously, for two of the greatest Cardinals in the history of the storied franchise. So we get this awesome moment when they take the field in front of 46,459 fans in attendance. And and I'm so glad that it worked out for them that they got to break this record at home in front of the home home fans, in front of the Cardinal fans. It's just more special in front of your people, you know? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit disappointed and bummed out that Albert passed Alex Rodriguez in Pittsburgh. That sucks, man. Not a lot of fans out there. <laughs> you know, imagine what Bush Stadium would have been like when Albert hit that home run as to, compared to what happened in Pittsburgh that day. And hopefully if he gets to 700, it will happen in St. Louis in front of another packed house. But on to the game where the Cardinals were hoping to bounce back from their 8-4 loss on Tuesday to Milwaukee. Yes, the lead in the division was at seven coming into this game, but you don't want to give the Brewers any sort of momentum down the stretch here. You don't want to give them any hope, you know, that they might be able to turn things around and possibly catch the Cardinals, but it wasn't going to be easy. It wasn't going to be easy to get this win last night because guess what? Their ace Corbin Burns was on the mound and he's just owned the Cardinals so far this season and his three previous starts against them. Wayno's first pitch of uh, the night, the leadoff hitter, Christian Yelich, strike, ball goes out of play as they mark it down, crowd goes nuts, the record's broken, now we bear down, and it wasn't easy early on for Wayno, who's still kind of working through some things over the past few outings, he had won only once since August 18th, and his last two starts, he went just five innings, allowing nine hits and four earned runs in both of them, so we know that he hasn't been on the top of his game the last couple of times out, he's good, 
He's just, you know, not where he wants to be, not where I, I know the Cardinals would like him to be, nor the fans would like him to be. So uh, hopefully he would get things right tonight. And like I said, struggle early on. The Brewers get a couple of hits and eventually load the bases against him in the first inning. But he got out of it unscathed. Burns just mows down the Cardinals in the first inning. So it seemed like he was on his A game and you knew it was going to be a tough one. Top of the second, Milwaukee gets leadoff singles by Peterson and Narvaez making a first and third and nobody out. Tyrone Taylor hits a sack fly to right field, gives the Brewers the lead one to nothing. And once again, the Cardinals have to come from behind. Yelich then singles next, but uh, Adam is able to get Adamas to fly out and then Tellez to ground out to end the inning. So one run in that one. Bottom of the second, trailing one zip and facing Burns. You're looking for something, anything to get some momentum because you know in the back of your mind the Cardinals had to be thinking the odds of scoring against the reigning NL Cy Young Award winner is not good, okay? He doesn't give up a lot of runs. He's really, really good. They've seen it firsthand all season. Nolan Arenado is your leadoff hitter in the second and like the moment in Rocky Four when Rocky finally tags Ivan Drago with that right hook and cuts him to prove that he's not a machine. He's a man! Arenado swings at the first pitch, and he sees it from Burns, and bang, cutter right down. Broadway mashes it into the left center seats, his 29th of the year to tie things up at one. And sometimes that's all it takes against a, a tough opponent is the belief that he is hittable and that you can beat him to give you that you know that extra boost of confidence you need in the box. Next hitter, Brandon Donovan, he gets a single. Albert comes up. Everybody stands up, gets their phones out. And the wife and I were talking about this uh the last couple of nights when she's been able to watch the games with me and she's like, that is a lot of pressure. And it got me thinking like, that's it is. I mean, you're already playing in front of uh, big crowds every night as a member of the Cardinals. You've got the pressure already of wanting to do good. You've got the pressure of trying to hit 700 and to make matters even tougher. Almost everybody in the, in the stands is standing up. All of their phones are out like this, just like this and just watching you and just watching every move you make. It's got to be a little bit tough for Albert. I, I'm not going to lie. It can't be easy, but he comes up and he strikes out. Then rookie Alec Burleson laces a single to left, which brings in Yachty. But once again, this is September Yachty, not just any Yachty. And it's a night he's breaking record, so you know he's feeling the juice, and he comes through with a base hit to left to score Donovan. And that gives the Cardinals a 2-1 to one lead over Burns. The four hits in the inning were as many as the Cardinals had in any of Burns' three previous starts against them this season, if that tells you anything. Top of the third we go. We get another cool Wayne Wayno uh, Yachty moment after uh, former Cardinal Colton Wong singles. Andrew McCutcheon comes up, and they pull the old strike him out, throw him out routine as uh, Wayno gets cut to swing and miss on a 74-mile-per-hour curveball, and Yachty just throws a puss line down to second base to nab Wong trying to steal second, and he got him by, like, two steps, dude. Like, it, it wasn't even close, just a cannon from behind the plate. And at this point in Yachty's career, we know that he's running a little bit slower, if that's even possible, because he's never had good speed his entire career. But the bad speed, not quite what it used to be. But that arm, that arm has not lost anything as strong as ever. He's thrown out 11 of 28 would-be base dealers this season, which is a 39% rate. His career average, 40% for the future Hall of Famer. So he's right where he's always been. And it's just awesome to watch every time he just... <laughs> throws that sucker down there to second base and just nabs another runner. And then he gets all emotional afterwards. It's, it's just cool. Uh, we're going to fast forward to the bottom of the fifth inning. Wayno, he settled in a little bit, kept the Brewers from scoring. Lars Newt bar 
leads off for the Cardinals. Now, Newt's been struggling. We know this, to say the least. His batting average, not so good recently. It's uh, down in the 220s. He's been hitting like around 100 in the last couple of weeks, and it's not been good. But in this particular at-bat, he gets ahead in the count, 2-1-0, and Burns throws a cutter and gets it uh, over the heart of the plate, down in the zone, but over the heart of the plate. And Newt obliterates this one into the center field stands. It's 110.3 miles per hour off the bat, but it lands 452 feet away from home plate. I believe they did say that that was the longest home run at Bush Stadium 3 this season. An absolute nuke off of Newt's bat to make it 3-1. to one. The Cardinals had not hit a home run off Burns in 44 innings dating back to 2020 before Arenado went yard in the second. Then Newpar's blast there in the fifth made it the first time they had hit two home runs off of Burns since April 17th of 2019. Now after throwing 98 pitches through five innings, Ali decides he's going to pull Wayno, goes to the bullpen. Final line for Wainwright on Wednesday. One run, eight hits, two walks, three strikeouts. Nothing fancy, but he gave the team a chance to win, and that's what you're asking for. Uh, out of your starters each and every night. So in the eighth inning, Albert does get an RBI double to make it four to one. It was his 2,200th RBI of his career. He is only the third player in Major League history to reach that mark and is now 14 RBIs behind Babe Ruth for second on the all-time list. And I feel like nobody's talking about that. Like it's no big deal. Everybody's so worried about 700 and I'm getting there that the dude might reach Babe Ruth for second all-time in RBIs. That's absurd. Uh, Palante, Hicks, Gallegos, Helsley all come in, each work one scoreless inning. Helsley gets his 17th save of the season, and the Cardinals win it. Wainwright gets his 195th career game. Yachty gets the game-winning RBI. Together, they break the record. The win puts them uh, eight up in the division, and their magic number to clinch is now at 12. We've got some more fun uh, Waino and Yachty facts that I want to lay on you guys here in just a moment, plus some injury updates on Steven Matz and Dylan Carlson coming up on Locked on Cardinals. BetOnline.net, that is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. So, obviously, we're on to week two now, so uh, that's going to be happening tonight. We'll talk more about that here in just a second. But BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports, wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest, the easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Be sure to head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Like I said, week two of the NFL begins tonight. Got a pretty awesome matchup between two 1-0 teams, the Los Angeles Chargers. It's still weird not to say San Diego in front of their name. Uh, led by quarterback Justin Herbert and running back Austin Eckler. Going to be an arrowhead tonight to face Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the rest of the Kansas City Chiefs for Thursday night football. Now, as of this moment, I'm seeing the Chiefs as four-point favorites. The Chargers are going to be without their top wide receiver, Keenan Allen. He's got a hamstring issue, so he's going to be out, which means they're going to have to turn to uh, you know some of their third and fourth wide receivers uh, besides Mike Williams, who's uh, the number two for, for, uh, for the Chargers. So I like the Chiefs in this one. I, I, they're at home. <laughs> and I, it's, a, it's a division matchup, and after seeing what they did to the Cardinals last week, I'm liking the Chiefs. In this one, but you do your research. You head to betonline.net, put a little action on the game, turn some profit if you can. Bet online where the game starts. 
So I found a cool piece done by Andrew Simon on MLB.com that I wanted to share with you. I'll put the link in the description on YouTube. So please go read it uh, for yourself if you get a chance. But he, he broke down 17 Wayno Yachty facts to celebrate their victory. And I just wanted to highlight a few of them. I'm not going to go through all of them. You should definitely go read the article for yourself. But um, some of this stuff is just fascinating. And I just, I just love the history of baseball. It's one of my favorite things about the sport, just sports in general. I love reading about some of the, the stuff that happened well before any of us were born and just seeing how things used to be. But I've been around the entire time that Wayno and Yachty have been together. So uh, a lot of this is just kind of taking a walk down memory lane for me. Uh, he writes here, for all of their time together, despite the fact that Molina started the game in which Wainwright made his MLB debut, did you know that Molina was not actually the first to catch Adam Wainwright? The date was September 11, 2005. And Wainwright came out of the Cardinals' bullpen to face the Mets in the top of the ninth inning. But by that point in the game, Molina had already been subbed out. And it was Mike Mahoney who was behind the plate. Not to be confused with Mike Maffini. Mike Mahoney behind the plate for St. Louis. It was one of just 46 MLB appearances Mahoney ever made. And the only time he caught Wainwright in a regular season game. The first time Molina worked with Wainwright in an MLB game. We talked about this. Um, a little bit yesterday, but September 23rd, 2005 at Milwaukee, where Wainwright threw one scoreless inning of relief. His first start, which is what we really talked about yesterday. Uh, Katie Wu from The Athletic did a good piece, uh, talked about Molina catching Wainwright's first major league start. That was April 6th, 2007 at Houston against the Astros. Uh, Yvonne Herrera, the Cardinals' number seven prospect, debuted earlier in 2022 and caught Wainwright's June 27th start against the Marlins was six years old <laughs> the first time that Wayno and Yachty started the game together. That's dating us a little bit, isn't it? With the Cardinals beating Milwaukee last night, it improved the duo's record in their 325 starts to 213 and 112. Those 213 victories are a modern-era regular season record, 11 more than the Braves had behind Warren Spahn and uh, I don't know what Crandall's first name is. I can't remember it, but Spahn and Crandall for the Braves. Uh, after singling on Wednesday... Molina now has racked up 337 hits in games started by Adam Wainwright. That's the third most hits by any player in starts by any pitcher in Cardinals history behind only Lou Brock's 443 hits that he had for Bob Gibson. And then Kurt Flood had 365 for Gibson. Again, you can read more cool facts like this in the article linked down below. Um, it's just, it's just cool to read all of that kind of stuff and, just kind of hear about the history of the game and the history of the Cardinals. So I encourage you, if you uh, uh, don't watch us on YouTube, to come on over, check it out on YouTube. I'll, I'll link that uh, article down below for you guys. Uh, coming up next, we're going to have some injury updates for uh, Stephen Matz and Dylan Carlson. Genesis uh, Cabrera, how's he been doing since he got demoted down to Memphis? I've got an update for you there. Plus, we'll take a look at their series against the Reds, which starts tonight at Bush Stadium. All right, let's talk about some injuries here. Uh, Left-handed pitcher Steven Matz. Good news. Could be joining the bullpen this weekend. How about that? On the heels of Matz pitching well in relief with AAA Memphis on Tuesday, the rehabilitating left-hander is expected to make one more appearance on Thursday, which is tonight, and then possibly return to the Cardinals prior to next week's road trip to face the Padres, the Dodgers, and the Brewers. Matz has experienced no lingering pain in his surgically repaired knee, and he retired all three batters that he faced on Tuesday. Now, Matt, if you remember, 
caught a lot of hell. The Cardinals did for signing him four years, 44 millions, uh, million dollars in free agency uh, last fall. And his first season here in St. Louis is uh, it's been marred by injuries Had a three and three start. And then he missed two months with a left shoulder impingement. Then in his first game back, I was at this game, by the way, Matt's tears the MCL in his left knee while fielding a slow roller up the first baseline in Cincinnati. Just heartbreaking because he was throwing a hell of a game, too. And he looked good. And then he gets hurt again. Now the Cardinals are targeting a relief role for Matt's, one in which he could be used as a high-leverage specialist against elite left-handers. This coming week uh, could present the Cardinals with opportunities to use him against guys like Juan Soto, who's a Padre, Josh Bell, who's a Padre, Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers, Cody Bellinger with the Dodgers, Yelich, obviously, with the Brewers, and just to kind of see how he'll fare in a similar role in the playoffs if they want to put him there. Now, when asked about Matt's return, Ali said, it depends, and the reason I pause is because there was not a ton of swing and miss in his last outing, but Matts was striking out 29% of righties and 29% of lefties when he was here. If you're taking that version of Matts, and it should take up from there in a shorter relief roll, that can be high leverage. So they're thinking about it. <laughs> they're thinking about it. They're going to see how he, how he performs, and if he does well, then great. The team is also hopeful that Hennessy Cabrera can work his way back onto the club after being demoted in August. Now, Cabrera has had three appearances for Memphis in September. His first appearance in August when he got sent down was awful. He got he got hammered. First two uh, in September, he goes two innings in each and doesn't allow a run. But then his last time out on Sunday, he throws an inning in two-thirds. He gives up three runs on five fits. Same story with Hennessy Cabrera. You get this Jekyll and Hyde thing where – He's really good for a couple of games. You think he's figured it all out, and then he just gets smoked. He just can't find the strike zone. He walks people, starts getting hit. I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't know what he's got to do to figure it all out, but he's not coming up until he gets it done or if there's some sort of injury. But uh, right now you got JoJo Romero. You've got Packy Naughton, and it uh, looks like you're going to get Matt's back here soon. Uh, Zach Thompson's up, so it's not like you're pressing for a left-hander at the moment, but – it would be nice to get that Hennessy Cabrera we've enjoyed more times than not, where you know he's dominating against left-handers, he's throwing triple digits up there and a wicked slider. That's who you want back up there. Uh, center fielder Dylan Carlson uh, reports significant progress. He's on the 10-day IL with that sprained left thumb that he had last week, and uh, after reporting significant progress with the strength in the left thumb, Carlson is hopeful he can go out on a minor league rehab assignment soon. And if all goes well, he could accompany the Cardinals on their West Coast trip next week that will feature stops in San Diego and L.A. The team will continue their homestand with another five games in four days weekend series. This time, they do it against the Cincinnati Reds. They did it recently against the Cubs, and we know how exhausting those games were. Reds are coming to town. Miles Michaelis will get the ball tonight. And finally, he's back at home, where he's been a much better pitcher all season. Been knocked around by the Reds in Cincinnati this year, but in his lone start at Bush Stadium against them, he threw seven innings, gave up just one run. So let's hope we see that Miles again tonight. The Reds will counter with right-hander Chase Anderson tonight, whom the Cardinals beat up back on August 29th for five runs and four hits, including a Tyler O'Neill home run in just an inning and a third. I was at that game, and it was fun to watch that one because they beat the snot. Out of the car, out of the Reds. Uh, Bro Neal hits two home runs that night for me. I saw Albert hit 694. They they just pummel the Reds 13 to 4. The Cardinals have won 9 of 14 over the Reds this year. 
And the Reds are coming in and they don't look good. They're riding a six-game losing streak in which they were just swept in four games at home in Cincinnati by the last place, Pittsburgh Pirates. That's that's not good. Uh, speaking of the Pirates, though, hey, quick shout out today, Roberto Clemente Day in Major League Baseball. It will be 50 years since he passed away tragically in a plane crash on December 31st, 1972, while delivering emergency supplies to Nicaragua after they got hit by an earthquake. Now, the Roberto Clemente Award is bestowed annually to the player who best represents the game of baseball through extraordinary character, community involvement, philanthropy, and positive contributions, both on and off the field. So um, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to the players. They, they really find this to be very, very important. While all players around MLB will get a chance to wear the special 21 patch on their uniform sleeves today, the Clemente Award nominees will have language on their patches reflecting that they were uh, nominated for the award. The Cardinals have done really, really well with this through, uh, through the past. Uh, Adam Wainwright won it in 2020. Yachty got it in 2018. Carlos Beltran in 2013 when he was with the Cardinals. Pujols in 2008. Ozzy got it in 1995. Lou Brock won it in 1975. So the Cardinals have a history of winning this award. And this year's nominee for the Cardinals is first baseman Paul Goldschmidt. So be sure to vote for him at MLB.com if you get a chance. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast locked on MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. The Cardinals host the Reds tonight. First pitch, 645, St. Louis Simon Bush Stadium. Albert Watch, we're still at 697. Magic number, though, that went down. Magic number to clinch, we're now at 12. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals. <laughs>